Today, I have the pleasure of having with us here for this show my good friend, special guest, Johan van der Merwer. I want to make sure I pronounce his name right and he'll have an opportunity to correct me. So, Johan has an international journey in work and in faith. And I want to, he's here today and he's going to share that with us. So, stay tuned. This is Thrive 1110 with Bold Care A of Bold Care Financial, guiding you toward business success and bringing clarity to personal finance. This is Thrive 1110. Welcome to Thrive 1110. This is the show where you get Bible-friendly, practical tips on business and money so you can thrive. And as you do so, remember the Lord your God who enables you to thrive and be an agent of transformation for His kingdom's purposes in your family, in your community, and in your city. You can catch up on previous episodes of Thrive 1110 by going on the chri.ca website or thrive1110.ca, that's thrive1110.ca. And you can also catch up uh, with these episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, etc., This show is brought to you by Bold Care Financial, and Bold Care Financial helps entrepreneurs and professionals discern and take their next right step in business and in finance. So, number one, you uncover your financial blind spots. Number two, you avoid costly mistakes. And number three, you are prepared for your approaching life and business transitions. I'm Bold Care, your host, and... uh, so, without further ado, let me welcome Johan. Welcome, Johan. Thank you so much, Bold. Great did to I be say here. did I say the name right? So, in South Africa, yeah, you would say Johan van der Merwe. Wow! <laughs> but in an English-speaking country, yeah, Johan van der Merwe. Okay, good. Johan van der Merwe. I don't know if I do that right, but <laughs> sounds good to me. Wow, wow. Well, welcome here. And uh, Johan, we have the pleasure and we have the privilege to having you today with us. And uh, right now, I know that you are working in the ministry with One Way Ministries locally in Ottawa. Can you tell us a bit about what you do with One Way Ministries? Yes, so I'm in a team called uh, the Workplace Network. And we're a network of uh, people. There's about a thousand people in our network here in the city in Ottawa. Um, we, we like to take our faith to work. Okay. And uh, we get together. We have uh, uh, many events throughout the year mm-hmm. where we um, encourage each other. Mm-hmm. We meet in person or we meet virtually. We meet for mm-hmm. uh, lunchtime prayer time mm-hmm. or we invite uh, um, interesting speakers to come and uh, talk with us. Mm-hmm. Or um, something which we are trying out at the moment, uh, and there are some very interesting events coming up, mm-hmm. we organize watch parties. So the mm-hmm. Global Leadership Summit is in, in October, mm-hmm. and we, we invite people to just watch the live stream with us. Mm-hmm. We have lunch together, we network. Mm-hmm. Faith Driven Entrepreneur is on September 28th, Faith Driven Investor which Mm -hmm. is quite an interesting uh, new topic for many Christians to be Mm -hmm. speaking about that. How do you invest in the same way as as you um, would uh, run your family, Mm -hmm. run your business? 
how about how you run your investments mm. and just speak with others what kind of impact you are making in uh, in the world mm. and um that's it uh, mm. in a nutshell wow thank you very much so so events so you are really involved in these events and uh and uh, uh, so you have dates with gods. That's that's another type of events that you are involved in. Uh, in addition to these other types of events, even even though uh, we don't necessarily have a date for the for the a time for the next one yet. But but I'll update you if you follow us through CHRI or you follow me through Thrive Eleven Ten. I'll definitely update you. But these are types of events that you also have. Yes, so um, we actually do have a date of God coming up, but we only have one or two sp- spots left. left. Okay, and um, it will be uh, before this uh, this is broadcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, do keep uh, an eye on on our newsletters. You can, yeah. if you go to the onewayministries.ca mm-hmm. website, mm-hmm. the Workplace Network have uh, our own area on the website mm-hmm. and the possibility to. Uh, uh, to subscribe to our newsletter, and then you'll be kept up to date with all of these events coming. So our next date with God will be in February next year. In February. Thank you. So that's onewayministries.ca. Correct. And then you can subscribe to the newsletter there and uh, be fully updated on what's coming and, and when, etc. So even if you're not in the uh, Ottawa area, you can probably still benefit from some of these events because there are some hybrid or like sometimes online uh, events like that. The majority of our, our mm. events, we also offer a virtual option to yes. join in via zoom or, mm. or something like that that's excellent so you're anywhere in the world you you you're listening to this you're watching this you want to be connected to like-minded professionals you want to live out your faith at work onewayministries.ca and then subscribe to the newsletter and you can be updated on all the events and you can participate even though you're not necessarily residing in the ottawa canada Area. So, Johan, you mentioned you mentioned that in South Africa, it sounded so nice. Can you say that again? How do you pronounce your name in South Africa? <laughs> in Afrikaans, my yeah. name yeah. is Johan van der Merwe. Wow. Okay. So that means you 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 spend some time in South Africa. Maybe you were born there. Yes, um, I was born there uh, many, many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in uh, in the city of Pretoria. Okay, uh, that's um, and I uh, my uh, my parents and my great grandparents and their great grandparents mm. actually came to South Africa in sixteen fifty seven. Wow! So the first Dutch guy. To uh, settle in South Africa was in 1952. Wow. So that's uh, five years later, the first (laughs) van der Merwe came all the way from Zeeland um, in uh, the Netherlands and and settled there. So Mm. uh, a long history Mm. of... uh, of Van der Merwe's in uh, in, in, in South Africa, Pretoria. Now, so you grew up there. I grew up uh, there. Um, Mm. I... uh, 
went to university mm-hmm. and uh, after university I did one um, one year of teaching mm-hmm. I was a junior lecturer in sociology okay industrial sociology was my um, was my major mm. got a ma- uh, an honors degree in sociology mm-hmm. and then um, uh, we decided we're going to just take a gap year and mm. and see the world okay um, my um, that's you and uh, and uh, my wife, wife at that then, time yeah uh was um we went she's uh f- she is dutch parents with a dutch passport so that allowed us to mm-hmm. to stay there mm-hmm. we were only going to be there for a few months to to earn some extra money and then yeah. just go and see europe and yeah. we saw europe yeah but uh yeah we fell pregnant with uh, calvin my oldest mm-hmm. and um uh we stayed there for uh 20 years. For the next 20 years of your yes. life you would be there uh, in the Netherlands. That's right. So my my mm. son uh mm. Galvin, he's now 31. Mm. He still lives in Rotterdam. Okay. And I have a daughter Nina. She's mm. 26. Mm-hmm. And um she lived in Netherlands all her life except mm. the last year she uh, decided to go and live and work in uh in Austria. In Austria to explore another part of Europe there and uh, and work there. That's right. So 20 years in the Netherlands and uh so you 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 worked there. What were you doing in terms of work professionally in the Netherlands? Yeah, that's uh that's an interesting story. When I uh got there I couldn't speak any Dutch. Uh-huh. I I understood what they said uh-huh. reasonably well. Uh-huh. Dutch and Afrikaans shares the same vocabulary uh-huh. but completely different grammar. Okay. So I could follow when the you know the news reader that's yeah articulates well mm-hmm. i could follow what they were were saying so it took me a time some time to um to learn the language and mm-hmm. and i found a job in a factory putting together steel office furniture oh and i did that for three months but okay. it was a it was a good job met mm-hmm. many uh many interesting people and mm-hmm. that's where i learned uh, to speak dutch mm-hmm. and then we went for a for a, for our three-month trek yeah. through europe and then when i came back Um, I thought, you know what, I need to see if I can find a proper job. Yeah. And I went to uh, uh, working with temp agencies. It's quite mm. big in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. So I went to a temp agency and they said, you know what, we have a job mm. uh, for uh, for you with drug addicts and alcoholics. Mm. So I worked for five years mm. um, in a crisis and a mm. detox center. Wow. So it was uh, one... Um, one clinic but it had mm. two parts and sometimes i helped out in the crisis mm. center so police will find people on on the street and wow. that is a danger to themselves or a danger to others and yeah. it was all voluntary but they would be admitted for five days and wow. um, uh, some others uh, would before they go into a rehab mm-hmm. needed to detox mm. so then the type of uh, of staff were more medically trained yeah And uh, they would help with the detox 21 days. Yes, mm-hmm. and I did that for uh, for five years. And mm-hmm. one of the things I did did there, mm-hmm. this was in the time before the internet. <laughs> 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 and uh, any form of automation was unknown uh, mm. within uh, the office world. And mm. I uh, saw a computer. I mm. got uh, hooked on mm. on what one could do and mm. started automating everything. For wow. uh, for the clinic and um, and then I moved into an IT role. So I did uh, hmm. I uh, programmed. Uh, uh, we built a CRM system. Oh, really? This was long before uh, 
Salesforce or any of these <laughs> yeah. were there. <laughs> yeah. um, but we were only two guys. So mm. the programmer, he, the main programmer, and mm -hmm. me, and quickly we needed somebody to mm. to uh, do the training, do the installation, mm -hmm. uh, help customers when they got stuck. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and then from there on, I moved to um, a company that has South African roots. Mm -hmm. It um, it provides security for mm -hmm. the pay TV industry. Okay. So typically uh, in a pay TV mm -hmm. setup, you might recognize this from your own house. Mm -hmm. um, now with Netflix and all of that, it works completely different. But in the um, in those days, you would have a setter box, mm -hmm. a setter box on top of your TV. Yeah. There would be a sm smart card. Yeah. And um, your box would be controlled from from the central head end, the, yeah. the owner of the pay TV operation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that was, um, that's what we did. We sold that mm -hmm. smart card. We wrote the software that was on the smart card mm -hmm. and, um, uh, did many things. And eventually that evolved mm -hmm. to, um, to over the top mm -hmm. technology. And, and, uh, today Netflix is a good example of what over the top, uh, mm -hmm. technology looks like or any of the other streaming services that, you know, mm -hmm. know so well. Yeah. And I worked, um, for mm -hmm. them in the Netherlands for, um, for about nine or 10 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, we had great ambitions to, uh, uh, to make a lot of money yeah. in China. So I, uh, they sent me to China for four years. Mm. And um, my wife, uh, Renee, uh, which I met in the Netherlands um, uh, three years before, mm -hmm. before uh, we went to China. Mm -hmm. um, we lived there for four years and she uh, fell pregnant. And we decided we need, we need to find a new yeah. home. And um, business was also not turning out what uh, everybody was uh, hoping was it would be in China. So um, uh, Canada was offered as an opportunity for us mm. to come, and uh, that's nine years ago. So, mm. and in the meantime, um, uh, that company, which I worked for in total eighteen years, mm. decided to move all of their uh, their management staff back yeah. to the Netherlands, mm. and I got the choice to to go or stay, and I we decided to stay. To stay. Yes. Wow. Wow. That's uh, that's a choice. Now you know. <clears throat> Many, many things that, that you alluded to in this overview that you gave us. But let me start with this. Did you, did you uh, grow up in a Christian family? Yes, I did. Okay. My, um, how, how, how was it like growing up, like the faith aspect? So, so, so I grew up in white South Africa, mm -hmm. right? Uh, which... Uh, I I only can talk about that because I didn't uh, living in 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 the apartheid time. You didn't really know what happened in the rest of South Africa. You know very well what's happening in your own community and in the white community. In the white community, because you did for for all of you listening, like Johan lived actually was born and grew up in South <laughs> Africa in that time where apartheid was was going on. That's right. Yes. So you didn't have contacts necessarily with. The black communities in 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 South Africa or in Pretoria. It was just between the white community. You had contact all the time, okay. But uh, the contact was uh, was defined, okay. So we had people that worked in our garden. We had uh, people that uh, helped in the house. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I even had uh, uh, colleagues yeah. of uh, of color, and um, but when you went home, you went yeah. to your own community that yeah. was uh, defined like that by law. Life was not being mixed up, and that was law. That was law. Yes. <laughs> um, also, uh, the church that I went to was yeah. a white church. Yeah. <laughs> But our church had a black um, uh, grouping as well, okay. and there was a lot of uh, a lot of mixing. Mm -hmm. It is a it it was a very interesting time, and um, uh, a lot of a lot of internal conflict. Mm -hmm. I think when I was a teenager and I grew up, mm -hmm. it just struck me that um, uh, how we could how we could defend. Mm -hmm. Uh, apartheid from a Christian point of view. It mm. was defended from a Christian point of view. Wow! Yeah. So you you'd hear you'd you'd grow up in the church, hearing point of views supporting apartheid. Oh yes, okay. all the time. Yeah, mm. and in my teenage years, I rebelled against that. Mm. Uh, when I um, when I finished my studies, I actually went to go and work in a black university in a black community for one year mm. and gave. Uh, uh, class there in sociology as a as a junior lecturer. Yeah, and that was in nineteen eighty nine. Wow! Sorry, nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight. Nelson Mandela was freed in nineteen ninety. Yeah, and um, the first democratic elections was in nineteen ninety four. Mm. So all of this happened. Uh, I I was teaching uh, capitalism. Yeah. And I was uh, all the all the uh, liberal thinkers of of those days that we were t being taught in yeah. sociology, yeah. Um, and I and we also taught what Marxism was mm. and socialism and all of that. Mm. And I had the most interesting conversations in the classroom. Wow! Yeah, uh, is, with uh, uh, with my students. Yeah. So it's it's um, when I. Um, my f my first wife yeah. uh, was pregnant, uh, and we had a choice to go back to South Africa, mm -hmm. and uh, but I I would have had to go to the to the army mm. uh, because when I left school I went straight to university, and then after university I w we went overseas, mm -hmm. and those are all legitimate reasons not to have to go to the to army. The army. But as soon as you're back, you have to be drafted into. You the have army. to be drafted in, and uh, so we—that was the decision not to go back to. Well, because uh, you don't want to go into the into the army at that. Uh, that point. No, because the main purpose of the army at that uh, time was to. Uh, there was a lot of unrest yeah. in the country, yeah. and um, it was the army's job to. Uh, uh, to, to maintain si to like, silence the black to, community to si and to silence the unrest yes wow wow yeah. so <clears throat> we are going to take a quick break this show is brought to you by bold care financial helping you christian entrepreneurs and professionals discern and take the next right step with your money and business so you can uncover your blind spots avoid costly mistakes and move forward with clarity being prepared for your approaching goals and life transitions welcome back so Johan, you were you were seeing before we we went um, for this quick break that you you had the opportunity well you went out of the country for legitimate reasons, for reasons that were 
lawfully permitted. But if you came back, you had to go into the army, and uh, that meant you had to do army army what the army people were doing at that time, which was really the the strong arm of the law and maintaining uh, the black communities silent and 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 and, and apart, basically. But you didn't want to do that. That's correct. Yes, yeah. So, um, so we we decided to to stay in in the Netherlands. Mm. Yes, um, yes. I remember many conversations with family and friends too. Yeah, um, it was a difficult time. It was a difficult time to to have a, an opinion that was different from uh, mm. from the majority. Wow, you know, it it makes me think. Of the fact that even today, um, like back then, you said you expressed how even the church in in the white communities would would support the point of view of apartheid one way or another, probably trying to use the scriptures or whatever to support that, and and it reminds me of what we are going through today. Even today in the church, we see divisions. It doesn't even have to do with race or anything like that, but you just take the subject of politics or or, or or economy or whatever. You will see some cleavages in the church. And maybe maybe we don't see that as strong here, but you look at what's going on in the US and you can see really trenched, really hard opinions and and, 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 and lines of thoughts inside the church that divides people. And uh, so, please, if you're listening to this, I believe as Christians, we can disagree on certain subjects. You can have your opinion, I can have my opinion, but let's make sure that the love of Christ transcends all of that and that we are one because we are one. But yeah, I like this saying of uh, Tony Evans that said once, talking about referring to the divisions in the church, that Jesus did not come to take sides, but he came to take over. Uh, that means Jesus has his own way because none of the parts or parties that we can identify ourselves to really have the full truth and, and really represent and embody the full kingdom and the full gospel. So really Jesus has his own way and he and us are called to take over with his ways. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, wow. Okay. So, all right. So, you stay outside of, of South Africa. Um, and that's where you, you, you start, start working in, the, in, the, in that factory. And uh, you gave us an overview of what happened next. Uh, when you started working with the software, uh, the security software in these cards and even... Uh, like in a conversation we had, you told me that you were traveling a lot. That's right. When I joined this company um, in the pay TV uh, security world, we only had 12 customers. Hmm. And when I left, we had 400 customers. <laughs> and my first job there was training. Wow. So every time we sold a new system to a new customer, it meant that I had to go there and give training. Mm. So the first five years, I must have been on the road for uh, 60 or 70% of my time. Mm. And um, I saw, uh, I've been on every continent. Wow. And some interesting stories too. I went to South America mm. and um, 
I was traveling on a South African passport. I was told, you don't need a visa to, to yeah. go to this uh, one specific country. Yeah. And when I got there, yeah. I was thrown into jail. <laughs> I had to spend the night in jail, <laughs> and the next morning uh, they deported me. Wow. But um, yes, you learn to, uh, uh, you learn, you, you have a good life when you mm. travel like that a lot. Mm. Um, yes, um, so I, I became a Christian when I was uh, in my first year in high school. Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that. That was uh, May 4, mm -hmm. 1980. Mm. And um, so I've, um, uh, I've loved the Lord for, for many years, and I know that he loved me mm -hmm. then and even before. Wow. So, um, but with all these travels and yeah. being, uh, being away, um, sometimes things just don't turn out as you hope they do turn out. So um, I had a marriage that uh, that suffered mm. mainly from from all my travels and wow. and uh, not being there, not being involved. Mm -hmm. um, and then when I, um, funny enough, when we went to China, mm -hmm. um, my my wife and I, Renee, we started attending a Chinese or a church in China. Mm. in Beijing and it was uh, international church supported by the Canadian and the US embassies mm -hmm. um, was a great church you had to show a passport to go into mm. the church quite different from uh, mm -hmm. uh, from this and then when I came to Canada um, my neighbor mm -hmm. we we weren't here for a very long time and my, my neighbor said to me don't you want to come with me to to mm. our church mm -hmm. and um and then he said, don't you want to join my men's group? Mm. And I started meeting people, and I started meeting uh, folks here in Ottawa. Mm. And um, as, it's as if my, my walk with God just became mm. uh, uh, more, more intense and, and um, more intentional. Yeah. Wow. You are, I'm, I'm, we are running toward the end of our time today, and we will come back for another episode and continue with Johan's story, and he'll pick up exactly where he left. But can you quickly, in a few seconds, in our Let's Get Practical section here. Bold. Let's Get Practical. Can you tell us one thing from this part of your story that you shared? One thing that you can give as a tip or a lesson to someone listening right now. Always listen to what God has in mind for you. He actually talks with us. And um, take the time to wait for him to speak with you. He will lead you where you need to go. Hallelujah. So, so take the time. Discover that, listen to him, he speaks, and follow that. That's one tip that we can get from Johan from today, and that's good for your life, for your business, and actually even for your entire faith and, and, and spiritual journey. You can do it. Go ahead and do it. It's in your hands. We'll support you. So take courage and do it. I know you can do it. All right. So, Johan, our time is up for today, so we are going to wrap it up, and we're going to come back in a second episode so that you can continue sharing with us this story that I'm sure is blessing people. It's blessing me, and it's blessing people. So you can do it. Go ahead and do it. 
My name is Bol Kerry and you've been listening to Thrive 1110. When honest people prosper, the whole city celebrates. Thrive 1110. To learn more or to connect with Bold, go to thrive1110.ca.